this is uh book horde <laughs> i've made a stupid mistake right before this i'm laughing uh i'm megan and i'm denise and so today is the start of a special different episode that we are going to be doing from now on um we denise and i are figuring out that sometimes life gets in the way or book slumps get in the way so it could be difficult yep. to do the whole like we both read the book and um mm-hmm. talk about it thing um which we're still gonna do every month but we also wanted to have like some extra content for people and so every month now, we're going to take turns um, discussing a book that we read, like, so, um, and then telling it to the other. So this episode, we're going to start with me, Megan, telling Denise about a book that I read this month and getting her reactions, her thoughts. Uh, generally, we're going to try and stick to books that we don't think the other will read, um, things like that, yeah. um, just because we do love talking about books. <laughs> we yeah, do. and I and I think we realize too, like outside of the podcast, both of us read a lot of books mm-hmm. that the other wouldn't like, and we kind yeah. of, you know, we want to share it, we want to talk about it, you know, yeah, just like we usually do, but usually off off the yeah podcast. off camera, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're just yeah. gonna start doing that on camera and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see it. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> So um, I'm going to start, and the book I'm going to be telling you about, I am almost positive you will not read. It is oh Venetia by Georgette Hare. Never have heard you of ever, it. Okay. Nope. Have you ever heard of Georgette Hare? Okay. So nope. <laughs> I mm-hmm. recently found out about Georgette Hare. She is considered to be like the mother of Regency romances. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so huh. she was um a she was an author um who really made her money and made her name uh writing Regency and Georgian um romances. She also dabbled in some mystery and historical novels, but um I she definitely was mostly known for her romance novels. Mm. Um, She was born in 1902, died in 1974. Um, I believe her first, her first book, um, the black moth came out in like 1921. Oh, wow. Oh, so she like started writing quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She and like this book was like it's kind of like Sarah J. Moss. I um, you know how Throne of Glass was like she wrote mm-hmm. in in her teens. You know, mm-hmm. um, the Black Moss is kind of like that. Um, Power yeah, to her, so, man! <laughs> hell yeah! And so she really, really established the historical and like the Regency romance uh, novels. Like, you know. It's funny, like when you said she was popular for writing Regency romance, I don't know why in my head I thought she was like from that time period writing. No, Reg- like, and I and was like, that doesn't make sense, actually. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what I mean. Like when we think romances, like so 
She loved Jane Austen. She was inspired Jane Austen. And we call her books like Regency Romance because that's like generally the time period she wrote in. Even now, like we have a huge subgenre of books written in that, like about that time period written now. Mm -hmm. And she really got that started um, or at least made it popular, you know? So imagine um, like being a writer and you start like an entire trend. Yeah. And just like not even just a trend like we know in the modern sense, but literally just inspired an entire like genre, subgenre of books. That's insane. Right. So um I started like picking, I heard about I read ugh, I learned about her um uh I read about her like this year. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and they say her books, like everyone's now like, if you're a fan of Bridgerton, read, read Georgia Hayer. And I'm here to tell you, don't. No. No, <laughs> not because I don't like her books. I do. But if you're a fan of Bridgerton, I feel like you need some spice in your mm. romance. There is no spice here. No. Like her books are specifically like PG. PG. Yeah, her books are very PG. I mean, just think about the time period they were written, okay? It was like 1912 or whatever. Like, mm. um, so like, So like the ultimate moment at the end of the book is when they like hold hands gently yeah. or a slight well, kiss. <laughs> yeah, a kiss. Like the books that I've read, there was a kiss, but like here is like the most like the spicy it got was and he kissed her passionately (laughs) (laughs) that is as spicy as it got um Mm. so if you love bridgerton for the regency aspect then yeah pick up georgia hair if you love bridgerton because you love the spice don't pick up georgia hair because you're not gonna get it (laughs) um So, and she also, besides being famous for, like, really getting the genre popular, she also was, like, really well known for being, like, super historically accurate. And you know me. I'm a historical girl. So, I'm like, hey, yeah. (laughs) So, love that. Um, And she also is famous for, like, being, like, super like private about her private life like her personal life like mm. which I think now is really interesting because I I think we've all seen like authors talk about how like now publishers are like you have to be on book talk we're not going to sell your book unless you get on book talk you're pop- like how many viewers do you have on book talk like you know what I mean yeah um like you have to go on tours Georgia- yeah you like you have to sell yourself as well as your book and Georgia Hare, um, one of her books came out, I think, like, during, like, a strike or something, like, when times were a little rough, and it became a bestseller. So she was like, oh, look, I can make money without doing shit, so I'm going to keep not doing shit and just pump out my books and we'll be good. And I'm like, power to you, because her. that's the kind of author, right? Like, if that's one of the reasons, like, I don't want to be an author now is because, like, I don't want to have to deal with the book talk, the Instagram, like all that. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm a teacher. I will not be able to quit my day job to uh, like be an author right away. 
You have like, to be like like an internet personality as well, you know, kind of have that vibe of being able to talk to other people and just like constantly be on. And yeah. I just I can't do that. Yeah. I don't have the energy for that. I have to be yeah. on every day from 7:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. for teenagers. Okay? Like 150 teenagers every day. I can't do it afterwards. I can't. I can't. So if you I sound were going like, to be a- <laughs> You sound like where they're like, take it off. I can't. Take it yeah. off. I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's she's like the type of author I would want to be who like publishes her books, they get read, and that's it. Which I feel like was how a lot of books were read until like fairly recently. Like it wasn't until yeah. the creation of social media that authors had to like start, you know, selling themselves as well as their books. And it's, it's I hard say. Like it's hard mm-hmm. for me to say how it was before because I think you know, where like at least for me where I grew up, I still remember like the social media presence for in middle school for I think mm-hmm. Twilight was a big thing when I was in middle school. So I can't say what the before and after was for me this is the only way i've known oh yeah to be honest it used to be that like the only time you ever like really did anything with the author like you ever even interacted with the author was like if you went to an event like Mm -hmm. my first author event was for twilight it was for new moon when i was in high school yeah and it's there I met Stephanie Meyer, who I'm not going to get sued for libel, but <laughs> <laughs> we but just like... get a letter tomorrow. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> but it used to be that like, if your author was like, if the author was like a crappy person or whatever, like you had to meet them in person to realize that mm. now, like we are giving them Twitter where they are tweeting things that like, mostly are good mostly are funny but but then you have some authors like jk rowling who maybe should never have gotten on twitter <laughs> like i was a publicist know, i would have been like just delete your account just stop right, <laughs> right? like and i kind of miss that mystique i really miss that mystique of just like i like being able and i know people are probably going to come for me i i'm sorry but like I sometimes miss being able to read the book and have no idea about the author and just enjoy the book. I kind of miss that. Yeah. Now there are extreme cases like, oh gosh, who was it who wrote um, The Mist of Avalon? Oh, I don't remember. Well, anyway, she's a pedophile. Her husband was a pedophile. Am I happy to have learned that? Yes. (laughs) like I am totally happy to learn like that extreme and not read that like that's fine okay so but for some of these other things I'm just like I wish I could just enjoy the book so yeah yeah so let's lead into (laughs) Anisha by Georgia (laughs) Hayward 10 minutes in let's talk about it okay (laughs) (laughs) so 10 minutes in let's talk about it so the blurb on the 
back is, in all her 25 years, lovely Venetia Lanyon has never been further than Harrogate, nor enjoyed the attention of anyone but her two wearisomely persistent suitors. Then, in one extraordinary encounter, she meets a neighbor she only knows by reputation, the infamous Lord Demerel. And before she realizes it, she finds herself she finds her house, herself egging on a libertine whose way of life has scandalized the North Riding for years. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go off that blurb, I would expect some like spiciness, <laughs> but there's none. So <laughs> Yeah. When was so, this written, by the way? Or published? Uh 1958. Okay, just to have that like in the back of my head. Yeah, in the back of your head, this was written in 1958, which is also good to know because there's a scene in here that I'm going to be like, why? <laughs> um, oh, no. So, Venetia is a really cool heroine. I really like her. I like that she's 25, so she's older than a lot of the heroines we get to see now, I feel like. Um, and she's the oldest of like three kids, uh, but she wasn't the male heir. So the um, when their father died, the um, house and everything went to her younger brother, uh, Conway, who's like 22. Um, and he's off fighting in um, the Napoleonic Wars. And then she has another younger brother named Aubrey. And while her father... Well, um, Conway's off fighting and stuff like that. Um, he's basically he actually like signed in a contract too. Like that's how much um faith he had in her. Like, yeah, she can do whatever she needs to do for the estate. Like, she can do anything. Like, like, which I really liked because like that showed like, oh, like her family knows she can get shit done and she's gonna get shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey, the youngest brother, is he actually something happened to his leg at birth like he had a difficult birth um so his leg like stopped growing or something um so he does have like a deformity where like it is um he does have trouble walking sometimes um and i bring that up because i fucking love aubrey like he is definitely if this was written now like we would be like, yeah, she has a Aubrey is definitely on the spectrum. Like he is mm. like it would be totally out there. Like everyone would know okay. it. Like it'd probably be acknowledged like in the book, you know. Um, but he's definitely like written like he's on the spectrum. Um, he's likes like, books more than people. Coding. Yeah, he likes books more than people. Um, he only has like a few people that he can even stand, that being Venetia, and then this one, um, I think, like, their uh, pastor who, like, went to school for history. So, like, he helps Aubrey, like, by giving him books and stuff. Like, he's kind of, like, his tutor. Sick. Yeah. So, um, I, I adore him. I loved him. <laughs> I was, like, you're my favorite. Um, <laughs> Just hearing you say he likes books more than people, I'm, like, relatable. 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 Totally. Totally relatable. Yeah. Um, except, like, the books are, like the like classics too like the like homer mm. and like the greek classes so i'm like okay never I mind like never I mind love you yeah i'm like i love you but i also would be like what Why? <laughs> like when he was talking <laughs> um and he and like he also like he doesn't 
really try to be like socially acceptable like he will straight up be like fuck you like not really but like mm-hmm. in the old time speak and regency like, yeah like <laughs> in regency era like be like Ooh, uh, go away i don't like you like fuck off um which <laughs> i really appreciate and then so they're the only ones in the house except the servants um the nurse who has taken care of all of them is there to help and she, she and like the lead um uh like the head maid lady like have this like rivalry and venetia talks yeah. about how yeah and it's funny because venetia's like okay so nurse came she talked to me about something and she's saying all this bad shit now i have to go talk to her the like she like is like i have to manage these two women like in the household yeah. And um never had that happen in real life with two people where they tell one tells you some shit and you're like, okay, let me go ask. Oh my god! So you know, you know, I know. know. I'm a teacher. Yeah, I really related to that. (laughs) As someone's talking to you, you're just like in your head, like that sounds odd. Are you sure they did that? Like you're just like highlighting everything. Yeah, you're like, "Mm, I feel like there's bits of the truth in there, and then a lot, (laughs) some exaggeration. Like, hold up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just really appreciate that. So I, like, love Aubrey and Venetia. Uh, Venetia has, like, these two uh, suitors. And, like, they're the only ones that she really has because, like, her father was a recluse. So he never let her go to London or really let people come to the house and stuff. And um, so she has, like, these two suitors who, like, from the same town. And they're both fucking insufferable. <laughs> there's like this older guy um there's an older guy who um is like i th- think um oh gosh i'm trying to think anyway there's one of them is older uh than her and he just like is so insufferable because he like Venetia has told him so many times like dude I have no interest in you like I'm sorry and he's like uh uh-huh, yeah okay like whatever and like and like has somehow like got it into his mind that when Conway comes back from um when Conway comes back from the wars like he'll be able to like that's all they're waiting for to get married. Like, cause he has to give mm. his permission for her to get married, you know, like, mm. even though she's like, no, mm. like, even when he comes back, it's not going to happen. And he's like, ha you're like, you're just being like, like you're just let's giving see what your me. brother says. Let's yeah. see what your brother says. <laughs> well, and he's also just like, Oh, you're just being, Oh, you know how like in pride and prejudice, um, Collins was like, like when Elizabeth said no, like Collins was like, Oh, you're just doing what the females do, which is you don't want to seem like easy. Like you want to play hard again, you know, like that's yeah. what Conway's doing. And you want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like you just want to punch him. Um, and then there is um, the other suitor. His name is Oswald, which originally I was like, oh, you're my favorite. But then he opened his mouth. So he's no longer my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, but, I was like, how easy would it be if one of the only two suitors she has were like, like actually good candidates? I know, I right? Like, doubts. <laughs> doubts. It would have been awesome. Um, yeah. but that's not what happened. 
I did like how Oswald, um, so like the older one, his name was Edward. The younger one was Oswald. And I like that he was 19 and like he was like vying for the older woman. Like I thought that was a little different too. Um, True. But I don't, I can't even think. (laughs) Well, as someone that doesn't read Regency romance, like I can't think of a character like that. Yeah. And he's the son of like, I think of one of Venetia's like only like good friends and that like um, his mother, um, when his mother, like because Venetia um, and them, their mother died um, when they were, um, I think she died like we're told after Aubrey is born. So like she like take like she kind of takes under her like wing like Venetia under her wing and like kind of became like the mother figure for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's her mother. I mean, and so that's her son. That's like into her. And then so those are like the characters. And then we meet Lord Jasper Demuel. Who, like, people talked about before, he, like, owns this big estate, but he hardly ever comes. And the last time he came, the it, the party he had became some big orgy, and the servant was, like... <laughs> that. This is literally what, what? they are saying, okay? And, like, just, the servant... CG! Where did that come from? <laughs> what? But, like... Orgy for the Regency. Like, it says orgy in there, but I'm wondering if they know exactly what I... Like, you picture with an orgy. Ah, but okay. the party became, like, an orgy. The servants were like, oh, no, I must leave you. And, like, yeah, like, scandalous. Um, so he does not have a good reputation. When he was younger, he ran off with a married woman. And so... He and like he, his family like kind of disowned him. They're like, uh, I can't deal with you. Like, don't come back here. And um, obviously, like she was disowned too, and they went to France. But then he returns to England without her. So everyone's kind of like, oh, what did he do? Like he ruined her and then left her. Like all this other stuff. So he's got like a bad reputation. Damn. And his estate <sighs> is like next to Venetia's estate. So one day she's walking and she come across him and he kisses her. What? Yeah. Straight up. This is Straight up. I I thought this was going to be a different book. <laughs> um they already making out and like she's trying to push him away and he's like oh, 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 oh like thinking it's a game, you know. And pretty much it comes like he had thought she was just like a country pumpkin that was like roaming the woods. <laughs> he didn't realize she was a lady because she was walking unchaperoned. So, um, yeah, if he had known so she was a lady, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So this was like my big issue with the book. I was like, I fucking hate how they meet. <laughs> yeah. I don't have high hopes, knowing this is how they met, Megan. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Better. It gets better. Okay. okay. Realize the realize when it was written. It was written in the 50s where, like, they romanticized sexual assault. That's true. Like, I hate <laughs> to say it. Like, I hate to say it. 
Like, just think of, like, I'm sorry, like, even though it was made in uh, the 80s, like, Grease was set in the 50s, and (laughs) Danny and um, Sandy had their own issues, okay? So think of it like a Danny-Sandy situation when they first meet, and it's very unfortunate. Okay. But, so she goes away, and she's all like, oh my god, he's as horrible as they say. What a bastard. But then Aubrey was out riding his horse and, like, his horse, um, like, I think they jumped and, like, something happened and the horse fell on him and it fell on his bad legs. He was in a lot of pain. He couldn't get up. And so um, Demerol comes across him and he takes him to his estate. They take care of him. He sends a letter to Venetia. Venetia obviously goes over there. And they start talking, and um, Demerol, like, talks to Aubrey like he's a person. Like, he doesn't even care about his deformity, which is very unusual for uh, people. Like, um, one of the reasons Venetia hates her two suitors, especially Edward, is because he's always talking about, like, Aubrey's deformity. And he's, like, tries to help Aubrey when he gets up. Like, he acts like he's a child, even though he's not. Um mm. Whereas Demerol, like, treats him with respect. Um, and he actually, like, Demerol, like, talks to him about the classics. Like, so, Ob- like, Aubrey has to stay there and Venetia's visiting every day. And they form a friendship and it's really cute, okay? Like, really? listen. Yeah. Because... Um, he talks to Venetia like he like she's a person and even though they had that like horrible beginning and he was like oh I'm gonna make a conquest out of you when they first met like <laughs> like it does like a complete 180 like and um he treats her with more respect um and like they actually like talk about things um oh, okay. and so it was a yeah, shitty like star, but they actually form a friendship. Yeah, they form a friendship. And even though, like, we, like, can see, like, oh, Venetia's probably falling for him. Like, for Venetia, mm-hmm. like, she's, like, talking about um, how it's so nice to finally have a friend. <laughs> like, Aww. Like, Aww. Geez, like, well, when you say it yeah, like that. Like, damn. Like, it was really, like, heartwarming. Like, she's, like... Oh my gosh, like it's so nice to have a friend and like because she like she hasn't had someone like her age. Like it's not like there's like girls her age around for her to talk to and stuff. Um Yeah. Like, and she I imagine literally like when it's just the two mm-hmm. people courting her as like her like only level of human interaction with someone outside her family, that can get kind of depressing i imagine yeah yeah exactly so it's it's really actually kind of (laughs) cute okay so like i actually forget how they meet a lot of the times when i think about this this book because everything else is like really super sweet um and even though like yes he was a libertine and stuff like that like he made some like poor choices um you can tell that his feelings for Venetia are like genuine and he really does care about her. Um, but like because of his reputation that holds him back a lot, like 
and usually like i get mad because he's like like i hate when people are like oh i'm gonna sacrifice for like you know what i mean like it happens in k-dramas a lot you know no i don't like know the self like the, the, the self-sacrificing like oh i'm not good enough for her so i'm not gonna mm. i'm not gonna like do anything about it you're like you yeah know what I mean? yeah i get you that usually okay. pisses me off they make themselves out to be a martyr, even though it's like, like no, yeah, like, try actually try, don't just settle. Yeah, exactly. But um, he made this better because on top of doing that, he also was like, she literally has not been out in the world. I cannot just like, I can't like just let her love me because I'm the first man she's met, like out, like outside mm. of those in her town, like. And he's true, I feel like. Um, it so, makes sense, like, especially in a modern sense. But, like, what would mm-hmm. a woman do back then? Like, would she just well, travel back, the world? Back then, like, she should have... No, like, but she didn't even have a season in London, like, where she would have gone and mm. meet people. Like, which was what was expected. Like, her father didn't even do that. So, like, she literally, like, is a recluse in terms of, like, high-up woman. Like, she did not have the experience... Um, of that would have been every ex- other yeah average region so lady. yeah so um yeah so just think of it like oh like getting married before a girl has a chance to go off to college or something you know um mm. that's kind of how it was so i like i respected him for that especially because like he's older too like she's 25 he's 38 he's like i can't do that like that's not cool um mm. okay so everything's going like all like happy like Venetia has her friend who she's been in love with but she's like not realizing it's love love yet um and then dun 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 a mysterious woman shows up at the door (laughs) it's Conway's wife Conway got married while he was overseas. What? Okay, what? <laughs> just married, randomly. Right? And like and everyone's just like this is sus, but it also sounds like Conway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um Can you can you imagine being that person where you randomly get married, secretly get married, and your family's just like, Yeah, you would do that. Yeah, you, you are capable. Yeah, and like the he didn't send like a letter beforehand explaining or anything like that. Like, and I love how like the servants are more like this is a big fucking lie, and Venetia's like, nah, I think this is true. Like, it sounds like Conway. Like, <laughs> and it is true. Um. She, she's pregnant with Conway's um, baby as well, which, like, the nurse is all happy about. Like, the nurse is, like, so, because Conway was, like, the first one she took care of. It's, like, he has a special place in her heart. But with this woman came her mother, and her mother is a fucking piece of work. She treats Aubrey like shit because of his deformity. Like, she literally acts like his deformity is, like, contagious. She... Tries to boss everyone around saying like, oh, I, I'm trying to teach my daughter that she can't depend on other people. Like she has to take charge, even though like in contract, Venetia is still the one in charge until Conway comes home. Mm. Um, But like her mom's like. Her mom's oh, so 
So not even Conway shows up. It's the wife and the mother. No, it's just the like wife he's and not the even mother. there to he's say. He's not even there. Like he's to be like, this is there. my wife. Hey, nope. congratulate us. Nope. Oh, he's not even. Nope. He's just like, he go without not me. Even there. <laughs> that sounds like a scam. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Just someone's like, yeah, I'm the new lady of the house. This right? Gonna go. Be like, um, where's your paperwork? I need to verify. <laughs> And and that's what like a lot of people feel, but like Venetia's like, mm, nah, that like it <laughs> tracks with Conway as a person. And <laughs> like the wife herself is fairly sweet. Um my biggest beef with her is that like she's kind of scared of Aubrey, like she doesn't know what to do with him and his deformity, like mm-hmm. which kind of tracks with like the lady of the, the ladies of those times, you know, like I wouldn't be friend like i wouldn't be bfs with this lady but like i'd talk to her at a party and be nicer mm. like you know like mm-hmm. we'd be like you surface friends her. you know yeah <laughs> i wouldn't can't like i wouldn't cancel her and be like that bitch <laughs> her mother on the other hand cancel fucking kill her hate her like she is the worst <laughs> she is awful to aubrey about his deformity aubrey like doesn't take it sitting down like he like gives it back and is even more awful to her in like a wittier way like so he's always winning these arguments Hmm. but like he's making her mad and Venetia's like oh my god Aubrey just shut up because it makes life harder for me like (laughs) she's like Aubrey I love you but stop (laughs) Um, and like question as someone that doesn't read these like where's the hierarchy for a mother-in-law of the lady of the house is she like None. higher up or is Venetia, there just no like, no no not. okay no so she's just like she's bottom of the barrel she has no authority really yeah okay. i mean especially since like like i said like in contract venetia like because they went through lawyers and wrote up a contract like venetia still has a lot of power on the estate like okay She's been dreading Conway getting married because that would mean she will have to give that up. And because, mm-hmm. like, so the woman of the state becomes the wife. And she's just a spinster sister who, like, she won't have any power in the estate. And she doesn't know what to do. Um, and so they're causing all this ruckus. Um, Conway... Not Conway. Demerol goes and he's about to propose to Venetia, but then (laughs) fucking Aubrey interrupts. (laughs) So it doesn't happen. And the next day, but like Venetia knew it was about to happen. And by now she's like accepted that she loves him. So like when he comes back the next day, she thinks like, okay, like this is going to be great because she can live with, like they can get married. Aubrey can live with them because Aubrey like and Demerol get along. Aubrey will be happy before, and then he'll go off to college. Like it's all going to be great. Cause a lot of her, cause Aubrey's like 16 and a lot of her plans revolve around Aubrey. Like she loves him. Like he's her own. Like she's going to take care like what she can to take care of him. Uh, but when Demerol comes back, like, he basically tells Venetia, like, oh, like, this was fun, wasn't it? Like, we had our little summer, but now it's time to move on. Like, kind of being that asshole, you know? <sighs> <laughs> so, Venetia's aunt sends for her in London and is like, I heard Conway's married, fucking idiot. Why don't you come <laughs> come to London, London and stay with us and I can get you married off and it's going to be great. 
So she goes to London just to like get out of their hair. Um, and Aubrey is basically staring and Aubrey is staying at Demerel's because no way was he going to stay in that same house with the mother-in-law. Oh yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And like Ven- in the lion's den. Yeah. Right. So Venetia's in London. She's meeting people, but she has no interest. She's still in love with Demerel. And, um, she has like really modern ideas, like not modern to us, but like modern for them. And she tells her aunt, she's like, listen, like I'm going to get my own house where Aubrey can stay. It's going to be in London. They can go to college. And her mother, and like her aunt's like, women don't have their own places. What are you talking about? Like what? Like, like it's not making any sense. Like, the aunt is like the literally the only thing you can do is get married and hope that he'll let you have like and like hope that Aubrey will stay with you. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But Venetia's like, no, like this is what I'm gonna do. Very independent, very modern. I really like Venetia, but I haven't said that. Um <laughs> and while we're in London, they go to an opera. And at the opera, Venetia looks over and she sees a woman who looks familiar. Oh my God! It's her dead mother. What? What? <laughs> Excuse me. Where did her this mother. come from? Her mother. I thought dead. I thought you were gonna say um, Demeros or the love interest. Um, no, or the uh, the woman, the married woman he ran off with. I was like, oh, oh, she's gonna get to talk no. to her, and it's gonna be like a whole oh. like, like. Almost and a by the way, situation. Oh, oh, and by the way, we find out that the woman that he ran off with actually left Demerel for another man. <laughs> so the cheated got cheated on. Hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I don't blame her because he's like, when I was young, I was a lot like Aubrey, and I do not blame her for leaving. Like he was trying to like teach her like Latin and all these classics, and she was just like, I was here for sex with a young dude. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's like she you made it. it weird yeah uh you made it weird by catching feelings <laughs> so <laughs> she left and because his reputation was already ruined he was like i guess i'm just gonna keep ruining it and hence the orgies so anyway um she sees her dead mother and she's like the fuck <laughs> I want so we hence find the out. orgies tattooed on my body. <laughs> hence the orgies. <laughs> um, so we find out from her aunt that her mother ran off with a man, like who um her mother was like a lovely woman, but she was like a flirt. And no one understands like why she got married to her father, except like that maybe he was like the big conquest, because like we learned that, like, Aubrey probably, his father was probably, like, on the spectrum, too. Like, was a lot like Aubrey. Mm. Um, and so, like, that was her big conquest. Like, oh, like, he didn't seem interested in anyone else, but he was interested in me. Like, everything was fine. Um, only for her to realize married life sucks. And... Damn. Um... And, like, the father, he wanted to be in the country, away from people most of the time. She wanted to be in London. Like, it was an unhappy marriage. And she was always flirting and cheating. And she met another man who's always flirting and cheating. 
Um, except he's not married. <laughs> so like it's not really cheating, but he's helping with the cheating, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. basically like the male version of her. And so she runs off with him. And okay. to try to like save his kids from the shame or something, he just tells them that, you know, she died. Huh. Like, oh, this will hurt less. Let's yeah, right. And he died. And right? didn't run away with another man because that hurts more. Right? Like, Damn. so, yeah. So Phoenicia's like, what the fuck? Imagine and our that aunt's like, position. I know. And our aunt's like, listen, it's fine. Like, no one really holds it against you guys. Like, I think like you can still make a good marriage. Like you just have to like not talk to her, not be seen with her. She's, I can't believe she's in London now anyway. Like this isn't even the season. Like what the fuck? So just stay away from her and definitely stay away from her man. (laughs) So Venetia does the opposite and she actually goes to their hotel. Just like, don't do this. Cue to her doing it anyway. Yeah. She like literally, like if this was a movie, like her her grandmother, would be, her aunt would be like, so stay away from them. Cue to her being outside their hotel room, um, <laughs> looking through the window, like, like hello. <laughs> um. So she meets the, uh, she meets her mother's uh, consort, and uh, he's her a perv, perv, but like. A funny perv, so like she like kind of is endeared to him. <laughs> like Not two it's words weird. I thought I'd hear together. <laughs> I, know. I know, right? Um, and they're talking, and he's like, he's just like a really nice guy. Like nice is that like oh, he's just happy all the time. Like he doesn't give a fuck about what anyone says. Like ha ha. Uh, and we meet her mom, who's like. Yeah, I just hated being a mother. Like, I did not want children. I hated being a mother. Like, I'm sorry, but that life was that for me. Um, mm. Hence why yeah. you shouldn't force women to become mothers if they don't want to. What? Who said that? What? Yeah. Politics? <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I respect that she realized it. And I feel like, I don't know, is it? Is it horrible to say, like, I feel like that was the better situation of her leaving? I wish she had realized before having kids, but, like, it's better that than staying and being, like, a mother who presents her kids. She probably shows. would have been a horrible yeah. mother. Yeah. A like, horrible, especially to Aubrey, I feel like. Like, she would have yeah. been a horrible mother. Um like, against popular thought like a popular Mm -hmm. opinion that like you have kids and you'll just be like oh like i'm gonna be a great mom now like some women just don't have that yeah like you don't have that connection and it's like you know better i mean not better that she was believed to be dead but (laughs) (laughs) what you don't think that was better Um, but therapy the cost of therapy alone for those poor children i know um but like they talk and venetia's like listen like i need you to do me a favor because i want to get married to lord damerall and her mom's like lord damerall he won't get married what are you talking about but like you know they get along and um uh, she gets her mom to do her a favor, which is, uh, I will tell you later. 
and okay. <laughs> okay. So they leave pretty much with the belief that I don't think they'll see each other. Like they're gonna see each other again because the mom like usually stays in France because the Freon with their love um and um she lets her mom's lover walk her back to the house and who should see her but edward and he's like the fuck are you doing this is outrageous and she's like it is outrageous isn't it you should definitely not want to get married to me and he's like i don't want to get married to you so that's great. She had already got rid of the younger one at this point because I forget why, but she pulled some shit with him too, like basically to make him realize like that wasn't a great idea. Um, but her aunt like is also askance that she let that happen, but whatever. And then Venetia starts packing and she's like, all right, well, I'm going back to uh, my place. She's like, your place. She's like, well, I'm going to go to Damerol's place. And her aunt is like, you can't go to Damerol's place. What the? What? She's like, it's cool. Aubrey's there. Like, it's fine. And her aunt's like, it's definitely not fine. But Aubrey does it anyway. I mean, but Venetia does it anyway. <laughs> and she goes. Have, it sounds like Venetia's just that character that, like, you tell her not to do something. And she's and like. she's going to do it. Yeah, she's going to do it. Like. I don't know how no one realized this yet. Like, how did no one know this was her character? Like, don't tell her what to do. She will do the opposite. <laughs> Every day is opposite day for her. <laughs> right? So she goes to Demerals and he's like, what are you doing? Aubrey's not here. You can't be here. This is, like, horrible for your reputation. And she's like, right? And she's like, listen, sir. You can't do anything to my reputation that my mother hasn't already done. And he's like, so you found out, huh? And she's like, yeah. Why are people keeping this shit from me? I don't understand. <laughs> He's oh like, listen, God. your reputation is still okay even with that. Like, my reputation will just ruin you. And she's like, it's fine because I have this. And she holds out a letter. And it's like, it's okay because my mother invited me to go to France with her and her lover. And I'm going to stay there with them. And, you know, that's fine. And he's like, what are you talking about? That is the opposite of fine. Your mother would never do that. She hates children. She's like, no, I have the letter right here. And he reads the letter. And that's what her, like, the favor her mom did was, like, she pretended to invite her to go to France with her and her lover. Hmm. You know, because she doesn't have a place to go now because of the wife and everything. And he's like, you can't do this. This is crazy. She's like, or is it? <laughs> basically tricking him into being like just marry me then like if you're gonna ruin your reputation like just marry me so she's essentially like oh i'm gonna leave far far away since (laughs) i have nothing for me here woe is me exactly (laughs) and he's like (laughs) but it's so funny because he like also is like i know you made her do this i know this is a trick like i know you vanisha like but he sees through all of her tricks, but he still goes along with them, which I love. Um, so he starts to propose to her, and then Aubrey interrupts again. And, <laughs> and Aubrey's hilarious because he's just like, aren't you guys engaged yet? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I thought this was already a done deal. He's like, he's like, why are you holding a ring? Why are you down on your knee? Why are you crying? Anyways, you guys want to go to the local arcade? <laughs> oh no no just wait for it 
So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed. And so finally, <laughs> Damerol, like, does propose to her. They're all happy. And then Aubrey walks in, interrupting the kiss again. And he's like, I have the best place where we can go on the honeymoon. We should all go to Greece. <laughs> Damerol's like, first off, what? <laughs> First off, what? Second off, Greece is horrible at the time of year. And he's like, fine, we can go to Rome. And then, like, goes back to back. He's just like, um, what is that word? Um, what the hell is that word for, like, a wedding? Location wedding? Oh, yeah. I just like that he's, like, just invited himself on their honeymoon. Like, he's just like, this that wasn't a question. Like I was definitely going with you and we're going to go where I want to go. <laughs> and like, he makes a sound as if he's paying like, Oh, let's all I go. Know, right? And he's like the 16 with like no money. He's 16 year old. No money, but he's in charge of the household. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> so yeah, that was Phoenicia. I gave it like 4.5 stars. That 0.5 was taken off because of the sexual assault at the beginning there um but Just everything else was yeah but like you i'm i read like yeah, yeah please don't yeah. come for me when i say i read it through the lens of when it was published and what it was what year it was supposed to be like set yeah, in yeah. so i did take off points for that but everything else i really liked i liked all the characters the horrible ones were especially horrible but in a funny way um I love the modern take, like, even though, I think it's funny that, like, even though, like, she created the Regency, she still has, like, a lot of modern, like, she still, like, put in a lot of modern things, like, Venetia wanting to have her own household, like, mm -hmm. um, what happened with um, her mother and things like that, so, um, it was a fun book, I really enjoyed it, the only thing that could have made it better for me was Spice, but... You know, <laughs> that's what fan fiction. I would for. have liked to have seen those orgies here, <laughs> but fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't think orgies from that time period would be interesting with uh, no running water and um, no oh, basic level of. Gross. Why do you make it gross? <laughs> that's all i can think of like you can't shower afterwards like you made it gross that's why there was so much syphilis <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying maybe like a mo like bridgerton like uh alternative reality of that time period where, like, <laughs> but with running water yeah. And then I can get behind it. Just like a few tweaks. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I would love for them to make a hair series. Um, she has so many books. And I think they I think like Shondaland could do a lot with it on top of making it diverse and everything like that. Um I I, I wish they would do more with it. I there's not a lot of adaptations for her work, which I find very strange. No. Um, well, well, maybe with the Regency craze right now that Bridgers yeah. supported, maybe there will be. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I'm really hoping. I'm I'm hoping that will happen. Um, because like, just look at the trailer for Persuasion. Like, Persuasion look was like Bridgertonized, right? Um, 
And I think a lot of people can agree it probably shouldn't be because it's Jane Austen and Bridgerton is not that persuasion is not that novel. Like, <laughs> nope. Like out like, of all the books, that's not the persuasion one. Persuasion was not the one to do. Like, to Northanger, like they should have done Northanger Abbey. Oh, Northanger Abbey! Oh, absolutely, so amazing. But um, I was thinking either that or Emma. Just like that. Well, fun, there's already. Like, have youth. you seen? Have you seen that? They already did a modern Emma just like that. Like, so... Like with the Bridgerton ones? Bridgerton yeah, style. like, not with the spice, but with, like, the up, like, the peppy... Like, you know what I mean? Like... I have no idea. Oh, the 2020 one? The, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, watch that one. It, it's so good. Um, I really enjoyed it. But, like, it definitely has, like, more of the same, like, hmm. oomph to it um, that the Persuasion trailer looked like it was going to have. Um... But I would love to see some of Hare's stuff. Um, and then they could add the spice because I do think that's missing and I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Persuasion was like the wrong haul to try it too. I mean, yeah. they completely had, at least from the trailer, it looks like they had to rewrite the entire like character to be more like uh, Yeah. Elizabeth. I'm to be more like Anne, you mean? Anne Elliot? Oh, yeah, they made Anne no, like Elizabeth. Yeah, 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 made yeah. Anne. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that, like, so I've been, like, making myself feel better with the fact, like, oh, I'm hoping that they made the trailer like that, seem, like, make it seem like the movie's going to be like that because of how many Bridgerton fans, like, because awesome fans are already going to watch it. Like, let's be honest. Like, True. But to get other people who maybe have only seen Bridgerton or something like that, like, I'm hoping that they're just trying to get more people to watch it. And then when you actually watch it, like, it's actually, like, the right tone. It's my mm. hope. Doubt. We'll see. <laughs> I'm still yeah, gonna really watch it. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it, all right? <laughs> but That's true. we'll see. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, Venetia by Georgette Hare. Yeah, that sounded fun. I wouldn't read it, <laughs> but that I know that does sound interesting. That does sound interesting. I know you wouldn't, hence why I uh, did it for this episode. You're welcome. Good I stuff. told you all Good about stuff. it, so you don't have to. <laughs> Good stuff. That was cool. When did you When did you read it? I read it at the beginning of June, so I finished it on the eighth. Oh, nice. So I finished it right before I picked up um, Atlas Six. Mm. And who you is know, your favorite character? The same tone. No, uh, my favorite character. Oh, uh, oh gosh, it's a tie between Aubrey and Venetia. I just I oh, love really? Venetia. I loved Venetia as a heroine. I thought she was really interesting. Um, she was a modern woman that made sense in this time period. Like you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it didn't seem like yo, you just no woman would actually act like that. Like you're putting modern sensibilities in a regency. Like I think she did a really good job at um, making it seem like relatable and real. Um, but then Aubrey just like holds a special place in my heart. Like I just love the little yeah. fucker. He <laughs> just like doesn't care. He invites himself on his sister's honeymoon. Like he don't give a fuck. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I see it. I see it. And this is them. actually the third Georgette Hayer book I've read. Um, I've read another one. The first one I read was called The Grand Sophie, which like was also a really upbeat one. That was like a that one was a um, 
enemies to lovers trope kind of mm. um and it was really good uh i think i gave it three stars because it would have been four stars but i gave it three stars because the leads were cousins and i was like Ugh. <laughs> um like <laughs> i like know that was a okay. thing back then but oh um yeah and then i read another one called the none such and that one was a three star that Maybe I gave, no, I think I gave it the Grand Sophie four star because it was a five, but then Cousins and then the Nonsuch was boring. And I wouldn't recommend that one to anyone, um, even like Regency fans who don't need spice. Um, it was just kind of boring to me. Uh, but I definitely, I liked the Grand Sophie. If you can get over the Cousin thing. I pretended they weren't a lot of the times. Like if I were going to ad- adapt that one, I would make them like, I would just make like the family friends or something like, yeah, family friends. Um, and then uh, Venetia was five stars for me. So I recommend uh, Georgia hair. If you uh, like romance, but you don't need the spice, which I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that can do that. <laughs> no, I think a lot of us need spice, but you know what? Maybe not. Like I, I might be full of it. Like, I mean, I it's like, full of it. I feel like it's I the key drama. There's no spice in that. Yeah, I feel yeah, like it's exactly. a key drama moment. You know, it's, not everyone it's wants the spice. You mm-hmm. want that build up. So, like a lot of yes. people love that. It, I love that. Georgia Hare <laughs> is the K drama of Regency romances. Um, definitely check it out if that's your thing. It's not yeah, Denise's, yeah. but if it's your thing, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I just. Like, I'm just not a romance reader. I can't. Like, I want to. I read a lot more when I was in, like, high school. But now I'm just like, I don't want romance in my (laughs) (laughs) But I love that for you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, this was the first of those episodes. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. I hope Denise enjoyed it, too. Yeah, that was um, fun. That was fun. Yeah, you know, hence orgies. And so... <laughs> hence the orgies. Iconic hence the orgies. <laughs> Iconic. Um, and next time will be Denise's turn. So we'll Woo-hoo. see what she has in store for me. I'm calling a thriller. I'm calling it now. You might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Is Ice Planet uh, Barbarians? <laughs> doesn't like romance, chooses an erotic and a novel. <laughs> Jokes on you! I would read that. <laughs> that might be your next read, Megan. Uh, I actually did what? order it. Like I'm like, you oh know what? I'm God. gonna bite the bullet. I'm finally gonna read it. Uh, and I did that because of um, Maeve. From um, mm. Book Bimbo, who, by the way, uh, the Book Bimbo has a podcast. It is a really fun podcast. Uh, definitely check it out. It is a very different format from ours. It's more like fast, talks about several different bookish subjects uh, with a new person every month, it seems. And it was really fun. Uh, but yeah, because of her and her guests on that first episode, I was like, I'm a read Ice Planet Barbarians. I'm a do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I I feel like that would be such an interesting concept of like re reading an erotica novel and explaining it to a non-erotica reader just mm -hmm. being like and then there were blue penises with ridges on it I think is an iconic thing from the book I and love just, like, that you already knew that Denise chaos ensues <laughs> freaking it's in the mod chat for TVR they literally <laughs> talked about it and I was just like I'm blocking all of you after this <laughs> No, you're and not, never... because now I am going to tell you about it. Hey! Oh, God. I'm going to oh, draw pictures, too. <laughs> and diagrams. Gonna... So like, you're just going to see me going like, and then he did this <laughs> to that. <laughs> you just have, like, a pencil. You just have, like, a very large phallic, like... Like a cucumber, and you're just like, this, <laughs> right? Right? Okay. And this cup, this cup right here. Right? <laughs> not the cup, not the cup. <laughs> and then oh, we'll post man, the diagrams right afterwards <laughs> on our social media. That way, the yes, viewers can also can enjoy these diagrams yes. of yours, Megan. Especially since I'm such a good artist, they will love it. <laughs> oh yeah. They'll be like, this should be framed in the Louvre. <laughs> Just gorgeous. Just outright. Iconic. Historians hundreds of years from now we'll will find admire. it and be like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just like imagine like we discover aliens exist and we want to send a care package to them to make if them they learn do about not us. Jane Austen, Charles Dickens, Maya Angelou, Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> Boom. That is our culture. Dude, they'll colonize us so fast. They'll be like, this is what you think aliens do? Let's go. Hence the orgies. Hence the orgies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope right. you enjoyed the episode and uh, we will uh, see you next time. Bye. On that, on that note, goodbye. <laughs>